Yo, 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 what to do? Doing sports today. I know I haven't been uh, posting anything on Instagram or Facebook about my podcast. Been kind of, been doing my own thing lately and uh, been going through some things. So, but I'm back today and uh, we're going to be talking about some college sports. We're going to talk about Lakers uh, and then we're going to finish off with the playoffs. So for me, college sports, I just want to get into that really quick. Uh, I have a problem with college sports. I don't watch college sports at all. I'm not a big fan of watching the same teams over and over again play each other. For example, I'm not a big fan of college football. I don't like watching Alabama play in the state championship against or the national championship against Clemson every single year. And that's pretty much what they end up having. The teams don't play as good during the season and they speculate, oh, no, Alabama's not going to play. But all in all, we know what's going to happen at the end. They're always going to be the same teams. And for me... The thing I would like to see, I would like to see that the NCAA would put a cap on the amount of five-star players, four-star players a, a college school can um, acquire. Uh, like I said, I'm really, I'm more interested in watching sports if it's very spread out and the competitiveness of each team is high. I don't want to see Alabama face Citadel and beat the heck out of them or whoever's in their conference. I know that's probably not they're not in their conference, but I don't want to see Alabama just blow away their conference games. Um, in the NFL, I obviously it's so different. You have to pick players, but that's kind of the same thing. That's kind of like my mindset. If they can pick the right players, say if Alabama has a cap of five, five-star players, four, four-star players, or even less, maybe three, if they pick the right amount of five-star players and go to the championship, then I'd be happy with that. I just want all schools to be on the same level of playing field, I guess you could say, when it comes to recruiting. Obviously, Alabama has a huge background of its, of its school history and Clemson as well. And you can name any other schools. You, you, Miami. Miami is probably a top school on some kids, some of the kids' radars, although they're not really um, doing a great job of recruiting right now. But Oklahoma is a good one, another good example. Uh, Notre Dame is a good one. Um, Michigan, those are good schools. They all have really good backgrounds um, throughout their history. So if we can put a cap on the amount of players each school can acquire, that just opens it up for other schools who aren't able to acquire top five-star players. That would give them at least, at least a chance to make their team competitive Alabama's second string can play against a, another Division One team, and they would do really good still. They would really blow them out of the water. Um, you can't really say that for most other college teams. Their, their, their uh, starters won't be as productive or as overpowering as another team would be if they had a certain amount of five-star players. So that's my take, and that goes for basketball, football. Um, those are primarily the only two that I really – really care about i'm not too sure i haven't heard about any of the other schools obviously we only cover like main media only covers like soccer or football basketball and stuff like that even baseball as well baseball but baseball to me it's totally different because any given day you can be beaten and it's harder to hit a baseball than it is to catch a football and run for 20 20 yards that there's not much talent in catching a ball a football like that baseball is totally different in my opinion so that's that Next, I want to talk about the Lakers. Um, played good yesterday. Watched them play against OKC. Um, Brandon Ingram didn't play as well. Um, 
and people want to keep on bragging on him that he needs to get traded. Look, guys, re- remind me of a 19-year-old that was drafted uh, and absolutely tore up the league other than Kobe. I don't know if my, I don't think MJ, MJ went to college. So name another player from besides LeBron, too, because those are two people in the world that are just they're never going to be ever another LeBron or another Kobe in the world. So, and the, Brandon Ingram was only 21 years old. He's still learning. I remember when I was 21, obviously we're totally different people and played totally different sports, baseball. But I remember when I was 21, I didn't know anything as much as I should have known after I did two years of JUCO. And this kid, Brandon Ingram, played one year of college and now he's in the NBA. And you can't expect the kid to be uh, was, uh, just blowing people away and just putting up numbers and rebounding steals, just filling the stat sheet. He's not that kind of player and he won't be that player maybe in the next couple years so maybe that player maybe a couple down the road but not right now he's more of an analytical player he's going to take 15 shots or less he's not going to take 20 shots or 25 shots a game that's just not who he is he won't shoot the three because he's not he knows himself he's not good at shooting the three he'll get inside the paint do back to the basket fader or a little baby jump hook stuff like that get to the rim that's his game right now um passing the ball he had 11 assists i think it was yesterday getting people involved, and that's just going to help his development, even being around LeBron, too. That's kind of what um, Brandon Ingram is. Like, LeBron, when he was younger, he was doing all that stuff, getting to the rim. He didn't really shoot the ball. Even later in his career, he couldn't shoot the three. He would not shoot the three. He would just drive, dish, drive, dish. And that's basically what Brandon Ingram is doing as of right now. He's a drive, dish, drive, dish kind of guy. Gets to the basket, shoot a a little, like, maybe 10-footer, um, yes, he still needs work, but he's still young, and we also all need to understand that people develop different ways. Uh, Andrew Wiggins is a good example. Andrew Wiggins uh, played one year, and he's he's an average player. I mean, he's still learning too as well. He's like, I think, 23, 24, so Brandon Ingram is a little way younger than he is, so Brandon Ingram still has a lot more to grow than Wiggins does, so ceiling, the ceiling for Brandon Ingram is a lot higher, and I expect him to be really, really good down the road. But as of right now, he's just still developing and still learning the game. Lonzo Ball, I'm really liking what I'm seeing from him. He's shooting the ball with confidence. He's getting people involved. Although he still makes those dumb turnovers when he jumps and tries to pass. That's like a rule, golden rule in the NBA. Don't jump and try to, or don't leave your feet and try to make a pass. But other than those turnovers, he's been doing really good. He's getting to the paint. He's dishing. He's playing hard. He's playing defense. He's just doing all the right things. And he's going to continue to develop. His brother's second year. He's already looking good. Uh, he rebounds the ball really well. He's good at help side. He's shooting the ball better. So and all he now is just needs to get to the free throw a little bit more, drive the lane, try to get some more fouls on people, get to the free throw line. Uh, his free throw percentage is pretty bad as well, so he needs to work on those free throws as well. Kyle Kuzma, I really like what I'm seeing from Kyle Kuzma, man. The guy's stepping up when LeBron's out, which is we, what we need right now. Um... And he's going to have to continue to do this right now. Brandon Ingram's not the one that's being able to produce what we all felt like he should be producing. But, again, like I said earlier about Brandon Ingram, he's still developing, still trying to slow the game down for him. So Kuzma, he had four years in college, so he's a little more um, well-oiled and uh, more tuned to the NBA kind of style of the league right now. He understands the game. He understands the ins and outs of it, what he likes to do, what he's, his favorite shots are, where you can get a shot off, you know, those type of things. And Brandon Ingram still doesn't understand that. Uh, for Kyle, like, he's just been doing everything good. He's been shooting the ball, as of late, pretty good, better. He's been shooting the ball way better than he has in the past. Uh, late, la- like, 
a couple weeks ago, he was shooting the three ball terribly. But now he's getting back to it. He's been a really good uh, go-to guy for us. And I look to see him doing a lot more things in the future for us. Also, that will help us just win more games. We just need to continue to win until LeBron and Rondo get back. And I just got an alert earlier that Rondo is full participant in practice and is ready for full contact. So that's going to help us as well. Josh Hart. Um, the word I want to use is in his last. It's his last name, Hart. He plays with a lot of heart. He kind of reminds me of like a Dennis Rodman kind of player. Like Dennis Rodman, he wasn't always the best player on offense, but he played defense and he just worked hard on the paint, getting rebounds, steals, just doing the little things, all the little minor details. That's what just that's what Josh Hart does. And I don't even think we might have won the game yesterday. He got us so many uh, second chance opportunities to score. Uh, and there was no other player that was really doing what he was doing, hustling, just getting back on D, pressing, getting over screens. Just a little; those are little things, but those go a long way in the NBA. He's been playing really well. He just, he shot the ball pretty good as of late too, as well. He just needs to continue to keep it up. Uh, I've I've always said these two next players that I want to talk about: Sfi and Zoo. Zoo's been playing really well. We've had him for a while, and we never thought he'd be panning out. But he actually is playing a lot better than he, he has in recent history. And he needs to play a lot more. I would hope that Luke can see that. And I can see that he does, I guess, because Chandler hasn't been playing as much, which is great because Chandler is just not the kind of player we, we need right now. Chandler can't move his feet. He causes dumb fouls. He just yeah, he makes a good play every now and then. But Zoo's young. He's full of energy. He wants to learn. He wants to grow. He wants to score. He wants to play defense. And he's been doing all those things. And helping us win. Career high yesterday, I think it was 27 points, 26 points. So he's playing really good right now, along with Kuzma and Zoe. And Zoe's been doing a great job getting him the ball and just doing a phenomenal job of just getting everyone else involved as well. Svi needs to play more as well. He can really shoot the ball. He had like 47 points in the G League. And people might say, oh, it's just the G League. Well, if you think about it, the players that get called up are those players when the player goes down most of the nba players in the league i would say more than i would say less i would say one third of the league maybe one fourth of the league are g league players so those players are really good in the g league and svi can really shoot the ball he plays defense he can he can do it all he can take you off the dribble he can bring the ball up he can do so many things he can come off the off screens and uh, catch and shoot that's normally what he he's good at catch and shoot but he can dribble take a step back and pop it in your face. So I really like what I'm seeing from Zoo. I really hope Luke can play Svi a little bit more, but that has yet to be remained seen. But hopefully Luke can see that and get him in. Uh, everyone wants to say, also, I was not talking about Luke. Everyone wants to kick Luke out, want to fire him, get him out of here. I don't really see that being his fault. Yes, he's the coach. Yes, he's the one who creates the game plan and all that but at the end of the day it's got to be going down to the execution if you can't execute then it's the players Luke can't go out there and execute for you you can't tell the other team to let them score so it's all about execution in the league details detail detail it's all it is so I don't think it's Luke's fault I just think that the guys need to play better need to play with more heart um, need to play with more uh, will all that stuff pride ego Get, I'll, I'll get that out of the way and just let's play as a team and let's get after it. I feel like we will still make the playoffs. Not too worried about that. Still got LeBron, I guess. So, and Rondo and 
those guys are going to help us out tremendously as well. And they'll help develop the younger guys as well. So this team is going to be good later on in the year. And I would look to see the Lakers make a push for a top seed, maybe two, three. I don't think we'll catch the Warriors. But the West is very competitive, so we're not too far off from a top seed. Lastly, let's talk playoffs. So we'll first start off with the Chiefs. Chiefs, they just blew away the Colts last week. Their defense played great. Their offense played phenomenal. Um, Mahomes led this team once again, as we all knew he would. Uh, Damian Williams played a great game. Uh, this team is looking good so far. They look really good. They look primed to advance to the next, to the championship game, to Super Bowl. So the key things for me for them to beat the Patriots would be that Mahomes gets it going. Mahomes magic, whatever you want to call it. He can just continue to do his do his thing. He's got so many throwing angles. The guy played baseball, so that's why he has so many throwing angles. Ooh, and we just got a big alert right now. Ben Watson out for the Rams game. That's huge. But we'll talk about that later when we get to it. So, Chiefs, they just got to continue to pound that rock. Let Mahomes do his thing. The guy can ball. Throwing angles are out of his mind. He gets everyone involved. He makes plays, rolls out, uses his legs. So, for me, Mahomes just continue to do his thing. Defense is going to have to step up once again. They did last time at home. But, again, it was a poor Colts defense. Now they're going against the GOAT, Tom Brady. For the Patriots, same kind of thing for the Chiefs, I guess. Just Tom Brady is going to have to do his, do his thing. He played great last time, dumping the ball off to his uh, running backs, but also getting his receivers downfield the ball. They just played a really great overall game, all in all, all phases of the game. I will also add it to the Chiefs' main points. They're going to have to stop the Patriots' blitz. The Chargers were being blitzed profusely, profusely, and they didn't have an answer. They didn't max protect. They didn't slide the line to the left or to the right. They just expected their line to block everybody, and it wasn't working. They need to put protection and they need to protect Mahomes. If the Patriots continue to blitz like they did against the Chiefs, the cart or the Chargers, sorry then it could be a long night for Mahomes and the Chiefs. But I would suspect that they would chip block and have their running box chip block as well, along with their tight ends. So that's going to be a, a big factor if they can stop that blitz. Uh, for the Patriots also, that defense is going to have to contain Mahomes. So they're going to be blitzing. They're going to have to contain Mahomes, keep him in the pocket, don't let him roll out, uh, and just cover for as long as they can without letting Mahomes get out of the pocket and make a play. Because that's mostly when the big plays happen. Uh, can't let Tyreek Hill get behind you guys. If he gets behind you, it's pretty much over. He's going to throw up that peace sign right in your face. All in all, I don't know who's going to win. I'm not going to predict game. Predict who's going to win the games because my Rams are in this game and I don't want to jinx them. So, Or my Rams are in the playoffs and I don't want to jinx them. So uh, for the Chiefs, it doesn't, Chiefs Patriots, it doesn't really matter who wins. I, just, I, won't, I don't want to speculate who's going to win this game. If I had to choose, I'd probably choose the Chiefs, though. <laughs> pretty much did, though. I'd have to choose the Chiefs just because they're at home. Uh, they play great at home. Their defense is uh, energized and explosive at home. Mahomes is going to be kind of hard to stop. And I don't think this defense has the Patriots defense has the athletics, uh, ah, the athletics, ah, athleticism to stop Mahomes in this offense, high-powered offense. But also, my gut also wants to tell me you can't choose against the goat because the goat just performs miracles every single week, all year long, and 
So that's why I kind of want to go with the Chiefs, but I see I can't. I don't know who to pick. This is going to be a tough game. It's going to be really close. Nail-biter. I'm not going to pick it. I cancel that. I'm not going with the Chiefs. I don't know who to go with. I'm just going to watch it. I'm going to let it play out. Next game, Saints-Rams, like I was saying earlier. Ben Watson is out for the Rams games. That is huge. Just because that's Drew Brees is like, Drew Brees loves his tight ends. He loves his tight ends. Um, that's just another weapon for them that went down. The Rams are going to have to stop Kamara. They're going to have to stop Ingram and and um, Thomas. Those are basically their only guys that they throw to. He only throws to Thomas for big plays. Um, so for the Saints, it's just do what they've been doing. You know, last week, last couple weeks, they haven't been playing good, though. So it's going to be hard for them to get going. We had They had the bye, so maybe that's part of it. But the Rams had the bye, too, and they played. They were slow at the beginning as well, and then they turned it up. But... Who knows, if Alshon Jeffrey catches that ball, we might even be playing at home. The Rams might be playing at home because the Eagles, if they get that first down, you never know what could have happened. Foles mania would have led them to a, a late victory, so you never know. But going into this game, the Saints aren't playing as good as I thought they would be playing at this time of the year. So I think it's wide open. They're, they're going to have to get Mike Thomas going. They're going to have to get Kamara going. Uh I basically like all they use, and it's like it's. You think I'm like just saying that because I'm a Ram fan? I'm not because that's basically all they use. If you look at the game last week, Mike Thomas had 12 receptions for 171 yards and a touchdown. Camaro was held down along with Ingram, which is kind of like gives me the reason why I believe the Rams will win. Although that is yet to be determined. Where's the wood so I can knock on the wood? There we go. So it'll be tough. Kamara can get going any second. Breeze is unstoppable. 301 yards, two touchdowns last week. So these guys are beatable, and they're not playing their best football right now. So that defense also plays really good at home. So it'll be a tough game. I think it'll be a low-scoring game. So this defense is going to have to step up as well because they're going to have to stop that high-powered Rams offense. So we will have to wait and see. But that defense is going to have to step up big time. And Drew Brees is going to have to step up big time as well. Mike Thomas is going to have to step up, like I said. They're all just going to have to step up because this Rams Rams uh, squad is no joke. For the Rams, some of the key points for me, Aqib Tlaib didn't play last game when they played. Uh, with, when the Rams don't have Aqib Tlaib, they allow 30 points. With Aqib Tlaib, they allow only 18 points. Uh, so that's a big factor right there in and of itself. The Rams have... Um, C.J. Anderson, people don't think C.J. Anderson is a big deal. He's a big deal. No one has – people have three game, uh, three games of tape on him with the Rams. You can't really bring up tape from the past because they don't run the same offensive schemes as the Rams do now. But he just keeps the defense off balance. And we still have Todd Gurley, who's playing really well as well. Our defense is playing exceptionally well as well. Uh, and Su, I thought wasn't going to be as good this late in the year, but he's playing really good. He absolutely demolished the offensive line of the Cowboys last week. We held Zeke Elliott to 50 yards of rushing, uh, and the Eagles held Kamara, I think it was, to 71 yards of rushing on 16 attempts. So that's really good, too, as well. So if we stop the run, we're going to have to contain Mike Thomas. Uh, I think we have the the players to do so. We got good rushers. We got still got AD. Uh, we got a lot of talent on this Rams defense. So 
And we got golf. Golf is just gonna have to play good as well. He doesn't have gonna. He's not gonna have to take over game. He's just gonna have to make sure they don't turn the ball over, make the right throws, and then just hand the ball off to the two monsters in the back. It's kind of funny now because now we have a two-headed monster going into this game, and then the game we played them week eleven, I think it was. We didn't have a two-headed monster. We didn't have a keep, so we were kind of down, and our defense wasn't playing as well as we thought it'd be during that time. And the Saints were playing and. Just they were just a high part offense and they were playing great all year long and now it's kind of flipped. The Rams are playing really really well in the playoffs and the Saints are not playing as good as everyone thought that they would. So we'll have to wait and see until the game starts. I'm really excited for this week. Um, going to be going home tonight to get ready for this uh, playoff game and uh, it's going to be hell alive. So don't hit me up during the game. Even if we're winning or losing, just don't hit me up. I don't talk during the game. So don't hit me up. But that's all I got for this week. Sorry I've been kind of MIA. Been kind of doing some things on my own. And uh, I'll be getting back to you guys next week on some life topics that we'll get into, into. If you have any topics or would like for me to talk about, let me know on Cruiser Bruiser. And I can toss you that shout out as well. So with that being said, I'm going to end it from here. Short podcast. Don't want you guys uh, to be listening for too long. Don't want to talk your heads off. The weekend's finally here. It's Friday. So hopefully this will get you going in the right direction. Hope everyone has a great weekend. Three-day weekend. Woo-woo. So let's get it. Let's get it. Thanks for listening. I really appreciate it. And I'll catch y'all later. Peace.